Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time that we can be together as a community of believers with one central focus, Lord. It's all about you. So Lord, as Katie and I get ready to share the word, Lord, may it be all about you and what you are speaking and what you are saying. We thank you for this, Heavenly Father. In your precious name we pray, amen. I feel like this is a bit short for me. There we go. So happy new year. How many people thought about making a resolution or made a resolution already for 2023? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to actually go out on a limb here and consider raising your hand. How many people have done that? All right. It's kind of a common practice, isn't it? And, um, and oftentimes we take this as an opportunity to look in the rearview mirror to look at the past, but also to look ahead and to consider um, what we have in store for ourselves and hopefully maybe what God has in store for us also. Don't you have a story about this? I do. Oh. (laughs) I actually don't usually make a lot of New Year's resolutions. I think I'm a little bit... um, rebellious. Like I don't like to go with like what everyone else is doing. Um, but last year I made a resolution, um, to write one worship song per month, like one complete song. And, um, yeah, so I've been writing songs for the past five years or so, and it's been an incredible way for me to engage with the Lord and with his word. So I knew, making a goal would help me like continue in this, in this process. Um, so a couple of days ago, I was actually working on a new song and I realized it had the same theme from one that I wrote in January of 2022. Um, so it got me thinking about that songwriting goal. And I went back through my journal to see how many songs I wrote. I was like, did I do it? I did not. I had a feeling it was not 12 since I have not been completing many songs over the last uh, few months. I kept up with the goal probably until about the summer. Um, And since then, my time has been spent um, in other ways. So I have continued to revise my songs and work on the ones I've currently written, um, but I haven't had a lot of time to write new ones. Um, Now, I could be frustrated with myself for not doing what I set out to do. Um, Instead, I decided to look back and be grateful for the songs that God gave me over the year. And as I reflected on why I did not write more songs, God also brought to mind um, just the different ways I have continued to steward what he has given me. And he's been bringing me on a different journey this year. And so it was, it was a cool just moment to look back and, and see what God has done over the year. Um, yeah. Did you want to talk about a goal you made? First, would like to note that although you may have not met your goal, many of those songs are quite powerful. Thank you. 
Um, I, I love to read. And, uh, and so one of the, the goals that I set was to read a certain number of books and uh, really to explore on a couple of different topics um, over the course of the year. And, uh, and I met my goal. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> um, clearly, I need to exercise more humility. Maybe that should be a goal for 2023. But, um, but so we, we take these opportunities to set goals for ourselves. And... Um, yeah. Talk about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so we often look back and take stock of a year, right? Look in the rearview mirror, what happened this past year. A few days ago, I reminded Ben of some goals that he had made at the beginning of 2022. I actually had a little video that I took, and we don't always do this, like take videos of each other talking to each other, but for some reason I took a video and I was like, asked him about his New Year's resolutions on January 1st, 2022. And this, yeah, just to clarify, we did not, like, film this yesterday or anything. This is from January 1st, 2022. Cue video. What are some of your New Year's resolutions for 2022? To take a shower every day. (laughs) Shave once every three days. (laughs) What else? I'd like to invest a lot of money. Invest a lot of time in my life. (laughs) She is very special to me. Okay. Anything else? Just wondering. Thank you. Good talk. Thanks. Thanks. Happy 2022. Good talk. You're getting the real Ben and Katie right now, okay, people? So we're we're not we're not superhuman here. We're just real people. <laughs> So it's important to look back, reflect on the year that has passed, right? As well as what's to come. So a lot of us make personal goals. Some of us complete them. Some of us don't. Um, Oftentimes at the beginning of a new year, some of you might be like, this is so cliche. We're talking about making New Year's resolutions. We're not. There's nothing holy about this New Year's Day that we have to make goals on this on this first day of this first year but it's a rhythm I think that is helpful for many of us so we can make personal goals we can reflect on them and there's nothing wrong with this in fact I think what is important is thinking about how we invite God into the process some of those things were silly that Ben mentioned in the video, like, I'm going to take a shower every day or whatever. But um, we can invite God into the process of, of how we make goals for our life and how we, um, and how we reflect on those goals with, with God. So, kind of focusing on looking back first. At the end of a year... Many of us look back, look back through 2022. How many of you who are on Instagram saw like Instagram reels that people have made of like photos throughout their their 2022 year? So I think this is really helpful to look back. What is God saying to you about this past year? I don't know if any of you have heard of the prayer of examine, I always want to say examen because that's how you say it in Spanish. Has anybody heard of that before? The prayer of examen? Okay, a few of us. All right, great. 
So it is a prayer tool that's meant for reviewing your day with God. So it's meant to use like at the end of the day to become more aware of God's presence with us throughout the day and also help us pay attention to the promptings of God that we may have missed. I have a question. Yeah. Does this have to be on a daily time frame or could it be annually? Um, This tool is actually meant for reviewing a day, but I think we can use it for any time period. Thanks for clarifying. Sure. So there are four simple steps to this prayer. And this, I'm taking this from a tool from 24-7 prayer um, that I can share with you all um, in the email coming up this week. But um, these are the four steps. Replay, rejoice, repent, and reboot. Um, So replay. Replay the day. Replay the year. What were some memorable moments What were the highlights and encouragements? What was difficult? Where was God present in those moments, in those memories, in those events? And then you take time to rejoice, right? Thanking God for even the little things, the wonderful meal that you had with your family or um, anything that happened throughout the day, or in, in this case, we're talking about throughout the year, Rejoice and thank God for those times. And then repent. There may be things in, throughout our year that we didn't do well, that we didn't follow God on. We didn't follow his promptings. Did we ignore God and try to solve our own problems or make our own way? So we simply say sorry to God and, and receive his forgiveness. And then reboot. Make a decision in your heart to live for Jesus tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day and just receive his grace in that. So that's one way we can look back. It's awesome. I don't know about anybody else, but I, I noticed and I've done a little bit of reflection on 2022 and sometimes I have not invited God into this situation and I've tried to solve it myself. And I don't know if anybody else can relate to that, but um, it's, it's an opportunity. When, when we invite God into the situation, we're inviting him to speak his truth and his wisdom into whatever it is we're facing, as opposed to sometimes us trying to solve the problem ourselves. And um, so I love this prayer of examine as a way to kind of look in the rearview mirror. But we, we don't always just live in the past, right? We want to look ahead to the road ahead, to the future. And uh, one of the things that I think is important uh, in, in sort of this transitional time is, what is God saying to you about the year ahead? Even asking that question invites him into the situation. And, you know, we've got all these different facets of life. How do we want to grow spiritually? Right? How do we want to deepen our relationship with him? We've got to ask those questions. There's all the other elements as well, like physically. After watching that video, I was like, and I should have set a fitness goal. Uh, mentally, financially, relationally. What does the road ahead look like for me relationally with my family, with my coworkers, 
with my spouse, with my children? What does that look like? I want to encourage all of you to invite God into these areas of our life. This isn't just about, well, setting goals and things like that, but it's about thinking about how God can move and speak in these different facets of our life. Proverbs 16.3 says, Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. That really spoke to me. Give it to him. Invite him into the situation and he will establish our plans. That might not be an easy thing. I'm not saying that that's an easy thing to just say, hey, Lord, whatever you want to do in this situation. But I think the act of stepping out in faith can be a catalyst that allows God to go ahead and speak in that, in that situation. And Philippians 4, uh, verses 4 through 7, has been something that Katie and I have meditated. We've got a little card um, on the refrigerator that has part of this. And it says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, what does it say? Rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What a powerful word. Present it to him. Invite him in. So we want to try a little something out here. And, um, and we're going to intentionally spend a little bit of time. You might be wondering why we didn't, we normally pray um, during our service uh, for nations, neighbors, and needs. But we thought that actually this time would be um, really good to reflect on our year. So we're going to spend a little bit of time, and this is something that you can do on your own. And we, uh, we have a little handout for you that is just meant to be thought-provoking. You don't have to write anything down if you don't want to. You can take a moment to look in the rearview mirror. You can take a moment and look ahead. It's a, it's a convenient half sheet, so you can just fold it up as well. Maybe you... Maybe you file it away and never look at it again. But the invitation is here, right? Um, and so we want to give you a few minutes to, to think about this, to invite God into this. And again, maybe you're not writing anything down. Maybe you're just reflecting. Maybe you're asking God, what does he want to say to you about this past year? Or about the year ahead? And so this is just an opportunity for, for you to go ahead and do that. We're just going to take five to seven minutes. And again, the invitation is to think about it. 
Maybe you want to write something down. Maybe you want to wait till later to engage on this. But being a teacher, I know that sometimes if I want to see homework completed, I give, I'm not saying your kids, but I give my students time to work on it in class, just a few minutes to get it started. So it's an activator, okay? And, um, and again, do with it what you will. But we want to invite you to reflect on 2022 or maybe what's the Lord saying to you in 2023?
out another minute or two. So this is just the beginning of an activity. It's not meant to be done already. But I wanna encourage you to, to follow through in this process and maybe to intentionally share with somebody that you're close with about what God is speaking to you. Making it public sometimes can be helpful with somebody who is trusted. And as we wrap up this little activity, um, I wanna commend to you the words of Habakkuk 2. And, um, and, and listen to these words. I just, I found them so powerful. It says, I will take my stand at my watch post and station myself up the tower and look out to see what he will say to me and what I will answer concerning my complaints. And the Lord answered me, write the vision, make it plain on tablets or paper, so he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end, it will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. God's in the mix. Sometimes it feels like, where are you, God? So encouraged by those words. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. So we can make personal goals and um, we can invite God into our lives regarding those things, whether we're looking back or looking forward. But what about the church? What's God's goal for the church? 
what's his goal for our local church and the church at large? And uh, we've just got one more passage that we want to look at here. John 17, 20 through 26. Want to read it? I guess. Yes, I'm going to read it. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them, even as you loved me. Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me Maybe in them and I in them. So in this passage, Jesus is praying for the church, for those who will believe in him. He's praying for us. Here's an amazing fact about Jesus' prayers they're always going to be answered. Um, Some of you may have heard of Jimmy Seibert. He is the um, founder and leader of the Antioch movement. And I heard him say this um, when we were in um, our gathering in Rome for the, the Antioch leaders gathering. And he said, the prayer of Jesus, this prayer will be answered. He is just looking for people to answer it through. Jesus is concerned with his followers' unity and love. The unity of followers of Jesus is a result of our union with God. Once we are unified with God and with each other, we can bear witness to the identity of Jesus. Yeah, and I think it's important to note that these are some of Jesus' final words. Final words to his disciples. It's like he's giving instructions about how to be. And so we're in the final days of his life, and he's instructing this new messianic community, right? Praying this final prayer before he is betrayed, arrested, and crucified. So we see in this passage what God's desire is for his church, for his bride, to be unified. There's a lot to unpack there. What does unity mean? 
But God's definition of unity is different from the world's, right? And God's definition of unity has to do with unity with him and, and with each other, and then partnering with him in bringing others to him. So as I said, um, as I mentioned, Jimmy Seibert, the leader of the Antioch movement, um, God has been speaking to a whole, to the Antioch movement, about unity. And Jimmy Seibert has been using these three words, which I just think are really helpful, to talk about unity, a biblical way to think about what unity is to God. Right? So it's our union with God, as I said, our complete surrender to him, to his ways, right? Prayer, engaging with him every moment and everything. And then communion with each other, as we see beautifully in Acts 2, um, 46, and Ephesians 4. Those are just some passages to to maybe look at later. Um, We see the church having everything in common, Right, G- gathering together daily, meeting in the temple, praying together, worshiping together. So we are one body, you know, and it's our church, but then it's also the church at large, the body of Christ as a whole. Right, so we've got union with God and communion with each other, and then also partnership with God to seek and save the lost. We see that in John, in the passage that we read in John 17, what Jesus prayed. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me. So that the world may know. So when we're focused on our personal union with God, our communion with the body of Christ, and partnering with Jesus to share the gospel, we will see more unity. The way God desires for his people to be unified in the gospel, in him and in each other. That's great, Ben. Thanks for sharing. Oops. Thanks, Katie. Um, The, uh, you know, we have these words up here and they are purposeful, right? They're about our identity and they speak to what Antioch Beverly and what the church is all about. That's never going to change. That's what church is about. And in 10 years, 20 years, a hundred years from now, it's still going to be about loving God, sharing life and proclaiming Jesus. It doesn't change. I have a friend um, who, uh, he lives in Australia and uh, they were just in, um, in Thailand on a, on a missions trip and uh, he was saying one of, one of the uh, local community members got, got up to, uh, to share the word and, um, and he shared for one minute. Because the gospel is simple. It's we who have complicated the gospel, in particular in, in the West. And he was, he was struck by that, by the simplicity of the message. 
It's all about loving God. And out of that, living in community with people, we share life together. And that gives us the opportunity to proclaim Jesus. Yesterday I was, uh, speaking of goals, I decided to go for a run, which is a terrible idea, but I did it anyways. And as I was getting ready to go, I saw our neighbor, Joan, across the way, putting some bird seed in the, in the bird feeder. And so I wished her a happy new year. And she said, oh, Ben, hey, come on over. And um, an opportunity to like escape from running. So I went over to talk with her. And, um, and these are our neighbors. And we've gotten to know them over, over the years. And uh, she's like, we bake something for you. And we have a little card for you and things like that. Um, and, um, and then I asked her how she was doing. And her husband, John, is, is not doing very well. And um, he had dealt with cancer in the past. He had been in remission. Um, and uh, it looked like things had, were coming back. And he was in a lot of pain and things like that. And at that moment, I had a choice to make. And, um, and I'll be honest. I w- I, the, the fear of man, I could feel it like welling up in with me. Right? And, and what are some of the, the deadliest words in, in the human language? What are people going to say? And what are people going to think? And I felt that kind of welling up in me. And I think it was the Lord that just kind of squashed that down. I said, oh, well, can, can we come over? We have a couple things for you too. And so I went inside and I told Katie, hey, we're going to go over to John and John's house, get the kids. And, um, and so we, we got the kids and we all went over there and, uh, we're sitting there and, um, and we're talking kind of small talk and stuff like that. And again, I felt like this little bit of fear. I'm just being very real with all of you. Okay. And, um, and finally I was like, what is there to lose? What is there to lose if I say, Hey, John, can we pray for you? And that's what happened. And, um, and I just asked, I said, hey, can we pray for you? And his, his grandson was there. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure he knew what to think, but he went along with it anyways. And I just went up to him and I laid hands on him and we just prayed over him. And, you know, God calls us to be obedient when he speaks. And sometimes we don't want to. And I'll be honest, I was maybe a little bit kicking and screaming like, I didn't want to do that. But I felt like, no, this is what he's saying. And the reason why I felt like I could do that and the reason why I felt like he was okay with that was because we share life together. It's so tempting to live in isolation, isn't it? I could just go through my daily life. And one of the things I felt convicted when was, I was reflecting on this um, about my year was time hoarding to myself. It's easy to justify, isn't it? Well, I'm pointing, I'm, I'm pointing to myself, right? And, um, you know, like, I just want, I'm, I'm gonna spend time with my family and things like that. And those are all good things, but God also invites us to share life with others. And, um, and so it's out of that relationship 
that gives us an opportunity to proclaim Jesus. And listen, I don't have a problem with knocking on doors and evangelizing. There's a place for that, absolutely. But there's also a place for us doing life together, sharing it with one another. And even in just the way we live our lives, we're reflecting Christ to those around us. That's what's compelling. Amen? That wasn't in the notes. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> but it was good. Matthew 22, <laughs> verses 36 through 40 says, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. It's about loving God. It's about union with him. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. All these two commandments depend on the law and the prophets. It's about sharing life with one another in community with each other. Gives us an opportunity to proclaim Jesus. It's a simple message. Would you like to conclude the message? I will start to conclude it. How about that? Okay, that sounds great. Hey guys, this is what we're about and this is what we've always been about and we just want to recommit ourselves today and every day to love God with all our hearts, to share life with each other, with our neighbors, and to proclaim who Jesus is. Amen. So, well, teaser, next sermon series, starting next week, we are going to look at how we relate to God and how we relate to each other. And Antioch, New England has um, come, not come up with, but prayed through, like, what are, our, what are our values as a people? What do we value and how we relate to God and how we relate to each other? So over the next six weeks, give or take, we're going to be looking at those different things. We are people of passionate worship of humble service, authentic relationships, honoring collaboration, courageous generosity, and radical compassion. Amen. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to enter into a little bit of a time of response. And, and this can look a couple of different ways. Um, we're going to have the band, uh, the worship team come on up and, um, and we're going to respond in song. But I want to challenge all of you to invite God into the process. And so whether you're responding in song, you're reflecting on the year that passed, or you're looking to 2023, I just want to encourage you, invite God into the process. Ask him what he wants to say to you. I don't know if you're going to hear it audibly, but you might see something in the scriptures. The Holy Spirit might impress upon you his leanings, his goals. But we've got to ask We've got to engage in the process. 
And so as we respond here in worship, I want you to encourage you to invite God into this process. You can do that individually. You can do it as a family. We could do it as a church as well. Let's go ahead and respond in worship.